The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. I have found in my short life that most of our stupid decisions are not because of lack of understanding, but because we do not obey what we do understand. Most of our stupid decisions aren't because no one told us, but because we were told and we just didn't listen. Right? For example, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I want you internally to raise your hand and acknowledge inside if you overate Thanksgiving Day. Okay? Coming Coming in, you knew you had a decision to make. And most of us, like myself, ate six pieces of pie instead of just the two that we should have eaten, okay? But sometimes this is more serious, right? Think of budgeting. A lot of us plan a budget. We understand how much money is coming in, and we understand that if we overspend, we're going to be in debt, right? And yet many of us impulsively decide to do that anyway. Right? Getting more serious, I have had um, several friends in the last 20 years who have had affairs. They knew that was wrong, and yet they did it anyway. Right? It's not because they didn't understand, but because they did not walk in obedience. Right? This, it's sobering when we think of, we're not doing these Stupid things because we don't understand and no one told us, but we're doing these things even knowing that. Think of, I've sometimes in my life acted in anger, even though knowing anger would never solve any problem, right? Think of in our lives when we are lazy, right? Think of if we spend a day and we just, we just squander opportunities or squander a week or whatever, and then we look back and we, we knew before we even entered that time that we could be purposeful, with the way we live, and yet we just decided not to. So what I want to ask you is, the place you're at now, is that the place you want to be? Because I think a lot of us know where we would like to be, where God's calling us to be. We understand what righteousness, holiness, and life actually is, but for some reason we find ourselves here instead of here. Right? And it's not because of lack of understanding. It's not because God has been clear in his word, but it's because we just continue, it seems like, to make these very impulsive decisions. And so we live in ignorance. Not ignorance because of lack of knowledge, but because we just ignore the truth and believe a lie instead. And that is exactly what the writer of Hebrews is calling us to in Hebrews 2. So I want to read this for you really quick. Hebrews 2 uh, Verses 1 through 4, it says this. We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard so that we don't drift away. Does this sound like what I was just describing? We don't, it says, (laughs) it doesn't say, like, we just need to keep learning more truths. And we we can live into that, we can mature. But it says, let's also just pay very careful attention to what we have already heard. We've already received so much, but what are we doing with that? What are we doing with what we've heard and what we've understood? It says, 
if we pay close attention, we will not drift away, right? Drift away, think about it. That maybe when you started following Jesus and you were all in, you were here, you were right where you wanted to be, the sweet spot where you were just, you felt like you were in relationship with him and just enjoying his presence. And then, and then all those things you heard and responded to, you just started drifting away. Right? Are you in the place you want to be? For since the message spoken through angels was binding, and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment, how shall we escape if we ignore so great a salvation? This salvation, which was first announced by the Lord, was confirmed to us by those who heard him. God also testified to it by signs, wonders, and various miracles, and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So we're going to look at two things really quickly. And the first is a model of ignorance. And we're going to, and that's taken from this verse two where it says, For the, since the message spoken through angels was binding and every violation and disobedience received its just punishment. What he's doing is he's looking back to a time where, where we hear this word spoken by angels, prophecies foretold, like that song Nate wrote that we sang that second song, he wrote it. I want to tell you guys every year because it's such a cool song, right? This idea, prophecies foretold, these words given by God, carried by his messengers, the angels, people who violated those received their just punishment. And so I want to show you a story of a model of disobedience that will, will make you so sad. Every time I read it, I'm like, Israel, don't do it, right? So leading up to this, we're going to get to uh, Exodus 15. But what we've experienced prior to these verses in Exodus 15 is God showing up in a powerful way. Israel's been in slavery for 400 years in Egypt, and, and through 10 mighty acts, God frees the people from Israel, and then they're running away from Egypt. Egypt, they chase after them, and they find themselves at the Red Sea. God shows up again and parts the Red Sea, and they come through the Red Sea, and, and you think after these mighty acts of God, and their freedom, that God is before them at night in a pillar of fire and before them in the day in a pillar of cloud. And you would think that they're like, here he is. But let me show you uh, what it looks like. Exodus 15, this is what happens. They just get through the Red Sea and it says, Moses led Israel through the Red Sea and they went to the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Mara. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Right? God just led the way through the Red Sea and, and the fir- literally the first thing they do is grumble. Right? This is not because of lack of understanding. Right? They, they have clearly seen and they can understand that God is powerful to save them, Right? And, and maybe for you right now, just think of ways that God has shown himself powerful to save in your life, powerful to free you from sin or past experiences or, or, or bondage in your life, that God is free and is, is powerful to save you from those things. And that is exactly what they experienced. And now they're just complaining. Then Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood and he threw it in the water and the water became fit to drink. Therefore, the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them and put them to the test. So if we go on, here it says, he said, if you listen carefully 
to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. What is this 26 sound like if you listen carefully well it sounds a lot like what we're asked to do in Hebrews 2 we must pay careful attention therefore to what we've heard right so 27 then they came to Elim where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees and they camped near the water the whole Israelite community set out for Elim and came to the desert of Sin which is between Elim and Sinai on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt and now we're going to enter into The story in 16, remember they just grumbled and the Lord said, now I want you to pay attention to my words, pay careful attention to them because I'm gonna gonna test you. (laughs) It says this, in the desert the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve this entire assembly to death. So silly. They're grumbling. It's so, so silly. In verse 4, then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. And this way I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Now, if we can come back to Hebrews, uh, it says here, right, we must pay careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard. And this, this is instruction for us. And, and I think before we get too confident going, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. What, what we find is in our hearts, I think we find a lot of similarities to the people of Israel who saw such incredible acts of God. And yet how quickly we are in our hearts to grumble. So, so what do we do? How do we respond to that? Well, the way we respond to that is hearing again the words that have been spoken to us. And it gives us three examples uh, in Hebrews. The three examples here, it says, are this salvation which was first announced by the Lord. So the first example is Jesus. The words he said, which was confirmed to us by those who heard. So the word of the disciples. And then the fourth is uh, God's testimony himself. So, so these three words, and I just want to share them really briefly. I don't have a ton of time. Um, I just want you to hold on to what was spoken, what is spoken by these three testimonies. These are things that you must pay careful attention to because if we don't pay careful attention to these things, we will drift away. And, and when you think of this, I want you to think of... Um, of words that you've heard before that have um, that have faded, you know. Say you're in a relationship with somebody. Say you're married, and and that person says to you, "I love you." Now, we all know that shouldn't be the only time that person tells you they love you if they love you. Why? Well, because because our receiving of that fades, right? We need to hear that day after day after day because we must pay careful attention to that and remember it because all of a sudden we start grumbling, right? Now they didn't do the dishes again, right? 
Whatever that is, we start grumbling. And so pay careful attention to these words. What were the words that the Lord shared? Well, the, the words the Lord shared is that Jesus said, I have come to seek and save the lost. Jesus said, I have not come to condemn the world, but I have come to save the world. And that is very simply the message of salvation that Jesus came and said once and for all, I've not come to condemn you, but to save you. Hold on to those words. And then those words that Jesus gave were given to his disciples. It says, was confirmed by those who heard him. And I, I want you to remember the disciples, while Jesus spoke to them on the earth, they weren't good at holding on to those words, right? Think of him in the garden when he says, will you wait and pray with me? And they fall asleep. But as Jesus died and rose again and the Holy Spirit filled the disciples, what happened was they were filled with boldness and they went on, they said, there is no other name under heaven by which we can be saved than the name of Jesus. And that was their testimony and the word they spoke because they learned to hold on to the words of Jesus. And then the last thing in verse four here is phenomenal. Think of this, it says, God also testified to it by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. So what he's talking about here, and this is really beautiful, is that the words we must pay careful attention to are words that God is still inspiring to one another through us, right? He is still distributing according to his will gifts, right? He's giving you a gift to share with somebody else. I say this many Sundays, but maybe the word that someone needs to hear is not from me today, but it's by you who maybe we're worshiping later and God's like, hey, go share with so-and-so this. And he's just generously distributing by his will. And are you going to hear that and are you going to be faithful in sharing that with another person? Or are you just going to go being like, we got the word from Daniel, when God is really maybe giving you a gift to share with somebody else? Isn't that powerful? And these are the testimonies. This is what we're supposed to hold on to. Because if we do not, it says we will drift away. This is a serious and sobering word. And so what I want to encourage you to do today is to ask yourself, are you where you want to be? Or have you drifted away? Are you hearing and holding on to the words of Jesus I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. That There's no other name on heaven and earth that you can be saved but the name of Jesus. I want to share a quick story with you. Um, many of you have heard the song, Come Thou Fount. Now, Come Thou Fount was written by a guy named Robert Robinson, a pastor who was used mightily by God, and many people came to faith through him. Well, he wrote this hymn, but he did not hold on to the word of God. And he, he went and he lived a life of sin. And, and the way the story goes is he was traveling throughout Europe back in the day when there was carriages and he got in a carriage that was shared between several people. And there was a woman in the carriage that was reading his hymn, Come Thou Fount. And so she was just like so inspired by it, this hymn of grace that, that no matter what happens, we can pray to God, God have grace on me. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. I need more and more grace. And so she shared this hymn, his own song with him. 
And so he told her his story and he said, I wrote that song. And, and this was her words to him, which brought him back to faith. She said, in, in the song it says, talks of the streams of mercy never ceasing. And so what she said, it says, these streams of mercy are still for you. And so, so what I want to encourage you with, not knowing where you are, but I think probably many of us go, man, I know, I hear God's word, and, I, and I, it feels so centering, but I feel so off-center, right? What I want to encourage you with is those streams of mercy are for you, and I want to invite you again to pay careful attention to those words, because really your life depends on what you ignore and what you accept, and many of us ignore, although it's been given to us, we've heard it one time, we ignore God's word and we accept a lie. So what I want to invite you to today is to accept Jesus' words and to ignore the lie. Pray with me, church. Father, we, we want to be people who who hear and respond to your word. It says in the Bible that your words are life. And you haven't hidden those words from us. We have them here. You inspired them to be written down so we can read them over and over again. When we forget them, we can come back, we can meditate on them. And you've invited us into a life of obedience, you don't run our lives like a puppeteer. You invite us to live out righteousness and to love one another and this way participate in your life. So God, I pray that, that this charge to pay careful attention will be something that doesn't leave us when we leave this building. I pray that today, and this week, that those of us who are here will hold on to your words and be transformed by them. And we love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.